One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Would you be the jerk for defending your ex's achievements to your current girlfriend? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for housing my daughter, but not my stepdaughter? Hi everyone, this is a doozy and I think I might be the jerk, but I wanted some opinions. I'm a 48-year-old male who inherited a beach house from my grandfather. The house has been in my family for generations and it has a lot of sentimental value to me. I'm now with my long-term girlfriend for 7 years after a divorce from my first wife, which ended on good terms. She has a daughter from a previous marriage and I have a daughter from my marriage as well. Our daughters are each 17 with mine basically being 3 months younger. Kara, the oldest, will be 18 in May. Kara has been in my life for 7 years and we have a good relationship, however she has an active father in her life, so I did not fill that role. I was in her life 50% of the time, so I have no doubt played a large role in her life, but I wouldn't say father, but others do say a non-legal stepfather. I have my daughter Emmy half time as well, aside from summers where I had her more due to my and my ex's lifestyle. With that said, my ex and I have a good relationship, as does our daughter with all of us. Kara and Emmy have gotten along and they're friendly. They've made plans independent of myself and my girlfriend, but they don't consider themselves sisters or best friends. Now to the issue. Kara will be going to school near the beach house and has asked if she can live in it to save money which would be significant. Emmy approached me and has said that she wanted to live there after the summer but wanted to live alone while also in school. The home is big enough for two, but she pointed out that they have very different lifestyles and would be far more comfortable alone or with a friend if I insisted she live with someone. It was a frank conversation and she brought up the fact that the home will be hers one day. So it made sense and she's right, the home will be hers by law in a few years as I'll pass it to her. My girlfriend and Kara are very upset and calling it favoritism and pointing out that she will already be set for life between having a free ride to school via scholarships and housing while Kara will be using loans and may have to take a gap year or attend another school altogether. They're asking me to reconsider and I think I've damaged my relationship. Am I the jerk for this decision? I agree that it's favoritism but Emmy is my daughter. Of course I'm going to favor her, right? I mean, I don't know if Opie has more internal confliction about whether their role is truly more of a fatherly role or not, but what they said here is pretty expressive that they don't feel so. I just don't think you can be the jerk for prioritizing your kid over somebody that's, although you've tried to support them, not your kid. Especially in a situation where it's property that's going to be theirs and also when the person who wants it refuses to share it otherwise. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit that subscribe button down below. That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for invading someone's personal space? For context, I, 33-year-old female, live in the UK. We have quiet sections on trains, and I booked my tickets specifically so I could work on a table in the quiet section on my laptop. My friend Lee, 34-year-old female, sat opposite me. A man, 40s or 50s, was sat next to me and about 15 minutes into the journey, starts watching Friends out loud on his iPad. I put my headphones in but it was loud enough that I could still hear it. My friend and the person sat next to her were just giving him dirty looks, but he was oblivious and munching away on a sandwich. 
So I said, excuse me, would you mind turning that down just a little bit, please? He said, no. Literally one word, no. Then I mentioned that it was the quiet section of the train and he laughed at me and said, are you gonna go tell on me? It was so bizarre and annoying, but my friend just gestured for me to stay calm and leave it. So I closed my laptop and started watching with him and commenting. Oh my god, I love this bit. Watch the next part, it's so funny. Oh, is this the one where X happens? I'm not a massive Friends fan, but I know enough to get by. He didn't respond, just kept giving me irritated looks, but I kept going. He moved the iPad from the table to his lap without turning the volume lower at any point, so I just carried on peering over his shoulder and commenting. He finally slammed the iPad case shut, grabbed his backpack, and walked off, presumably to find another seat on the train. I opened my laptop and carried on working. After we got off, Lee said that I should have just left it and not reacted to him. But it was a four hour journey and I had a lot to do. I paid extra to get a table seat, that too in the quiet section. She said I could have offered him my headphones. Maybe if they were over ear but they're in ear and he's a stranger so no. She said I kind of invaded his personal space. I didn't touch him or move from the confines of my seat at any point. And she was like, no, but watching someone's iPad is a jerk move. We're not in a fight, just a lighthearted debate on whether or not I'm the jerk here for how I went about it. I've definitely never been on any kind of quiet train or anything like that, but if I did seek out something like that and this guy was sat next to me, I'd be pretty pissed off and I don't think OP went too far. There was definitely ample opportunity for you to hulk up or freak out or knock the iPad over. That would have been too far. I think OP did just fine. Our next story is, am I the jerk for trying to restrict the number of children's baths? So my 38-year-old male, wife, 37-year-old female, insists our children, 5-year-old male and 3-year-old female, bathe at least every other evening before bed. I think it's ridiculous to bathe them so often. Growing up, we'd never bathe that often, and if we did, it was normally because of football, etc. I've tried to stop bath times being so frequent but my wife refuses to compromise and keeps doing them and I don't want to start an argument over it. Talking to my wife isn't getting me anywhere, so I've told her she now has to pay for the additional energy bills over a set figure. Something like 70% of the last month's bill I'll keep paying, and she pays the rest. I pay the mortgage, childcare, and a majority of the household bills. I earn considerably more than my wife who works part-time. Obviously, I don't want her to pay for the entire energy bill as I work from home, etc., and that wouldn't be fair. Anyway, she's now calling me a jerk, and I think it's the perfect compromise. So people have read it, what do you think? I don't think every other evening is too often. And honestly, I think the more you can instill in your children to have a regular routine of bathing or washing up, the better. This next story is... Am I the jerk for asking my fiancé to not wear his brother's necklace on our wedding day? Note, me and my fiancé get along really well with everything else, but we've just had a disagreement with this. He wears his late brother's wedding ring on his right hand and his brother's necklace. I can get behind the ring because you don't really notice it as much, but the necklace is more noticeable. It has his brother's, brother's wife, and their daughter's initials engraved on it. I asked him if he'd take off the necklace just for our wedding day. I also have a necklace I got as a gift for my mom that I'm not wearing on the day because it doesn't go with my dress. It's just one day and he can wear the ring if he wants. My fiancé refused and said it's his brother's and he's going to wear it. 
I don't think you're the jerk for asking for it, but if you're going to be upset and flip out or just brood over the fact that they said no, then yeah, I think you are the jerk. This next story is, am I the jerk for ruining someone's dinner because I didn't accommodate a family friend with a gluten intolerance? My husband and I, 34, both have decently large families. On occasion, I'll host family get-togethers for everyone to catch up on things, drink, or just hang out. I'm in charge of cooking dinner for everyone, and sometimes my close family will help with the cooking. There were two different times at a get-together where I don't recognize someone there, and my husband wouldn't either. Even my mom or aunt didn't know who they were. I found out that it was just a distant cousin of mine. So seeing people I don't recognize or know who they are is a reoccurring thing I just had to get used to with two of our families this big. I hosted a get-together last night and it wasn't as big as some of the other ones I've been to or hosted in the past. But I did see a woman who I didn't recognize. I didn't mind it but I asked my husband who the woman was and he told me she was a friend of his uncle. I finish up cooking with my aunt and everyone comes in to set up their plates. The family friend came up to me and asked me if I'd made anything without gluten. I apologized and told her no, I didn't. She asked me if I can make her something, and I told her it took me nearly the whole day to cook and that I just want to sit down and relax now. She got defensive and said that if I'm making dinner for all these people, that there should be at least someone else that's gluten-free. I told her that there's no one that I know of in my family that has a gluten intolerance. And if I knew that she was going to be here, I would have made something for her. She yelled at me saying that I ruined this for her, which I was confused about. Ruined what? And that she's never going to come back here. My husband's uncle came in and told me that I should just make her something to eat and to just get it over with. And I told him no. She can eat whenever she has an opportunity to. I don't want her to get sick and that I'm tired and done with cooking for the night. They both ended up leaving, and I was talking to my husband about it, and he got mad at me, saying that I pretty much ruined the dinner for them, and that I should have just made her something to eat, and that his uncle will probably not come by here again. Am I the jerk? Definitely not. I think if somebody shows up to a get-together unannounced, they can't just expect to be perfectly accommodated for, and especially if you're going to a place, even if you're scheduled beforehand to be going there. If you have an intolerance or a food allergy, it's on you to make sure that's known and shared around. Not every event is just going to have nothing but peanutless, allergyless, gluten-free foods because there's a chance somebody might be. Our next story is, am I the jerk for getting the train anyway when my friend missed me? My 32-year-old female, friend 31-year-old female, is always late. Most of the time I just deal with this fact and bring a book with me when we're meeting up because I know I'll be waiting at least 20 or 30 minutes for her to show up. It irritates me, but I'm used to it. We booked a holiday together and were due to leave yesterday. It's a train that goes to another country, so you have to get there around 60 minutes before departure time so you can go through security and customs, etc. I told her I'd arrive 90 minutes before to give myself a bit of leeway in case there was an issue with the train. She said it was fine. She'd just get there 60 minutes before as we've taken that train a lot and there's never been an issue. I asked her three or four times to show up a bit earlier just in case, but she's told me to relax. I'm sure you can guess what happens next. I get to the station in time and I'm waiting there for her. She then texts me that the train she was meant to get to arrive at the station had been cancelled. The next one was not for another 30 minutes. 
She says she's going to run to another station 20 minutes walk away and get the tube, but she's not sure when she'll arrive. I say, okay, that's fine. I'll go through security and meet you on the other side. Just concentrate on getting there. I go through security and it's manic, like packed. So I messaged her to suggest she get an Uber to get here as soon as possible. She said she'd just get the tube and would probably make it. She got to the station in time, but the queue for security was too long and she missed the train. I'd already got on the train at this point, so I suggested maybe seeing if she could get another one later, but the price for them was ridiculously high, so she just stayed behind. She's super upset with me now because I'm enjoying the holiday we were meant to be on and she thinks I should have just waited for her and that I abandoned her. I think it was her own fault and I warned her several times to be early or risk missing it and I didn't want to waste the money I spent on the trip. Am I the jerk? Definitely not the jerk and this is one of those friends that you probably love them to death but man they're so frustrating. The fact that they said they got to the station in time but the queue was too long that's why she missed the train. Oh she was on time she just wasn't on time. That's like saying you left on time but you didn't realize the possibility of traffic being bad. Like yeah the GPS says you got 30 minutes of a drive to get there but if you leave with only 30 minutes to get there you probably won't get on time. Our next story is, am I the jerk because I won't pay for my son's car in its entirety like I did for his older siblings? I have five kids. My fourth child, Jack, fake name, recently turned 16. For my oldest three, after they got their driver's licenses, I went and picked out a car with them. The cars had to be used but in good condition, and they cost around 10000 each, with my oldest son's a bit less and my daughter's a bit more. Inflation. My parents have always preferred Jack over the other kids. We've had several fights about this over the years, and it's really strained my relationship with my parents. For my older children's 16th birthdays, they gave the kids cards with a few hundred dollars in them, which is a pretty standard grandparent gift, and I never said a word about it. For Jack's birthday, they gave him a check for 5000 While I didn't say anything at the party, I was pretty surprised and annoyed. When I talked to them afterwards about the disparity, they said that they just sold some land and had liquid cash at hand. We fought, and they called me an entitled brat. Nothing new under the sun. When we were getting ready to go look at cars, I told Jack to bring his check from his grandparents. He asked why, and I said because I would pay for half of the car, and his grandparents were paying for the other half. Jack was upset because he thought the 5000 was just for him, and that I paid for the cars for all his older siblings in their entirety, so I'm treating him unfairly. I pointed out they didn't get 5,000 from their grandparents, so it would even out. He said two wrongs don't make a right. I won't transcribe the entire argument, but he was extremely upset and said I ruined his birthday, and now he isn't sure if he even wants a car, to which I said that's fine and if he changes his mind he can let me know. He also called my parents who rang me and called me a jerk for trying to steal their gift. We had a pretty intense fight where I said some things one probably shouldn't say to one's parents. They said depriving one son to try and keep everything even between all kids is cruel and neurotic. They asked if I would take money out of their college funds if they got scholarships. I said that wasn't remotely the same, and they called me a hypocrite. Apparently there's a whole racial detail being involved in the story that OP wasn't disclosing, which honestly makes this whole story a lot more muddier. The reality here is OP's going to great lengths to avoid calling their parents racist. Their grandparents are basically favoring Jack because a certain detail about their skin color versus OP's other kids. It really makes it a lot more messier to decide who's the jerk. 
Our next story is, am I the jerk for not wanting to chop down my family's tradition tree? I, female 17, was tasked with the decision of whether or not to chop down a significant tree to my family. For some backstory, my great-grandfather and his wife built the house we live in currently next to this large oak tree. When they finished the house, they carved their initials into the tree in a heart with the year. Ever since, I, every time a member of the family finds their forever partner, who they're getting married to, they carve their initials like my grandparents did. Well, my older brother got this girlfriend and got her pregnant. They were Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Great together, and because she was pregnant, we knew she'd be in our family forever. My brother happily carved the tree and we were thrilled. It came out a year later that he cheated on her and she dropped him. She's been kind enough to still let our family have contact with my niece, and to us, she's still his family. Now, this brother of mine who cheated on her wants to get rid of the tree. He says it's because she's not his partner and we can always recarve the names. However, my great-grandparents are long past now and we love their original carvings. My parents and grandparents are angry with him and don't want to get rid of the tree, but they said they were leaving the decision up to me and my younger sister because we're the next ones to sign. Neither of us want to get rid of the tree, but my brother said we would be terrible people if we didn't because we'd be forcing him to hold on to his past. Am I the jerk? I think it's always a massacre in general if you chop down a tree that does not need to be chopped down. And I would say just be careful around this brother because God forbid they get so worked up over this that they try and do something drastic with a chainsaw or something. I think you could definitely carve out the names they carved in. This next story is, am I the jerk for asking a disabled person to move seats on the bus for my child? I, 32-year-old female, was on the bus with my 5-year-old daughter when we got on at a busy stop. 
There were no empty seats available, except for one near a person using a wheelchair, 40-year-old male. I asked the person if they could move their wheelchair to another spot, so that my daughter and I could sit together, but the person declined, saying that they needed the space for their mobility device. I was taken aback and frustrated by this response. I explained to them that my daughter was very young and needed to sit next to me for safety reasons, but they still refused to move. I ended up having to stand for the entire ride with my daughter in tow, which was uncomfortable and tiring for both of us. When I told a friend about what had happened, they said I was being insensitive and ableist. They pointed out that the person in the wheelchair had a right to the space they needed and that it was unfair of me to ask them to move. Now I'm questioning whether or not I was in the wrong for asking the person to move. Am I the jerk for asking a disabled person to move seats on the bus for my child? I'm sorry, but if a disabled person is sitting in a seat, I don't think you have any right to ask them to move whether or not you yourself have a disability, or if your kid has one either. Maybe you can have the kid sit and you stand. Maybe the kid could sit on your lap, is that not possible? Our next story is, am I the jerk? I told my high schooler son that if he wants to make an adult decision about his education, that he can either get a job and start paying rent at 18 or be out of the house. Technically, my wife and I gave our son these choices. A more accurate title would be, are me and my wife the jerks? My son David told me that he wants to drop out of high school. He's not being bullied and enjoys hanging out with his buddies at school. He just doesn't like waking up at 7.30 every day and he thinks that school's a waste of time because he finds the teachers boring and annoying and would rather try to become a professional YouTuber. I tried to persuade David because he has less than a year and a half left of high school. He can still make YouTube videos on the side, but unless he becomes famous, he won't be able to make a living off of it. And it's impossible to get a decent job or promotion nowadays without a diploma. Plus, if he ever changed his mind about going to college, then a high school diploma would give him that option. But David was not listening and said he would just wait until his 18th birthday in October, when he would be able to drop out without me or his mother's consent. I spoke to my wife and we then sat down with David. We told David that we would allow him to drop out of school, but if he drops out, he has two choices. Either get a job and start paying rent at 18 or be out of the house. David told us we were being ridiculous because he would never be able to pay the rent we're asking unless he works two fast food jobs. We told David that that's going to be his reality if he's a high school dropout. If he wants to be treated as an adult and make huge adult choices like dropping out of high school, then we will treat him as an adult and let him face adult consequences. David was not happy, but the talk has luckily worked because he said he's no longer going to drop out of high school. Most of the other parents we've talked to said my wife and I did the right thing because part of being a parent is stepping in when your child's about to make a huge mistake. But several other parents have told us that we're being too controlling because David will be a legal adult in a few months and we should let him make his own life choices. My wife and I think letting David drop out of school would be ridiculous and as parents, we're supposed to step in before he makes such a huge mistake. But several people agreed that we were being too controlling. So I want some unbiased perspectives. Are my wife and I the jerks? I think OP and their wife are doing the absolute right thing here. Do not give in to letting that kid drop out of school and then just lounge around. They're just going to try to mooch off of you and sleep till 2pm every single day. Like, they have to have some kind of plan if they're dropping out. Plus, they're turning 18 in October. 
That means they're at least a junior, right? If not a senior. They're literally so close to graduating anyways, why quit now? Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to punish my son for calling his classmates food weird? I, female 32, got a private text this morning from the mother of my son's, male 7, classmate. She told me that apparently my son had been calling her daughter's traditional lunch weird, and things as such, and apparently that's making her daughter feel uncomfortable and insecure. She asked me to please talk to my son about being more sensitive and respectful so her daughter doesn't feel excluded. Now, I feel for this woman as a fellow mother. No one wants to see their child feeling sad. But overcoming insecurities is a big part of growing up. Additionally, I thought it was ridiculous of her to criticize my son, a 7-year-old, for making relatively innocuous and curious comments about food that's not familiar to him. He's at a curious age and is discovering the world, and I refuse to try and limit him and shut him down for not having the emotional sensitivity of an adult. Politely, I told the mother that I was sorry her daughter was struggling with insecurities, and I found some online parenting articles about building your child's confidence to send to her so she could use some tips to help her daughter out. She replied and said I was acting completely shamelessly and disgracefully and I'm not able to text her anymore. Am I the jerk? I like how OP literally said the advice that they needed to take to heart, but they just cannot realize it. OP was talking about how this other mother should take the time to teach their kid to deal with insecurities and build up their confidence. Well, in the same kind of vein, OP should be teaching their kid about emotional sensitivity. Like, yeah, they don't have the emotional sensitivity of an adult, but they sure aren't going to get there if you don't take some steps to try to teach them about it. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to stay in my parents' house while my sister and her newborn baby stay there? My sister and her partner are having a baby in October and are planning on living in my parents' house for the first few months of the baby's life. I have a daughter who will be one in September and we usually stay at my parents' house anytime I visit home. We live far away. Here's the issue. I'm refusing to stay in my parents' house while my sister and her newborn baby are there and it's upsetting my mother. I'm not doing this to hurt my parents and have explained it just wouldn't make sense to have us all under one roof. Firstly, my parents have a tiny bungalow, and if we stayed, they wouldn't have to give us their bedroom. My mother suggested this, as the only other free bedroom is a tiny box room which isn't big enough for a bed and a cot. This would mean my parents would have to sleep on couches. Secondly, a newborn baby crying would be too loud for my daughter, and my daughter playing would be too loud for a newborn baby. Again, the house is really small. Third, my daughter is in creche and picks up any sicknesses going there, and I don't think it's a good idea to have a sick toddler around a newborn baby. My mother's upset that I'm doing this to her, but I have no malicious intent and I'm trying to look out for everyone's best interests. But her reaction makes me feel like maybe I'm the jerk. I think the reasons OP expressed here are very valid, and I think OP is just looking out for everyone's sake on both sides. I don't see how they could shame OP or call OP a jerk because of that. If they've got insecurities thinking OP just doesn't want to be around them, that's on them, not OP. This next story is, am I the jerk for blocking my mother-in-law off Facebook even though it's the only way she sees photos of child? I, 24-year-old female, and my husband, 25-year-old male, have a 1-year-old child together. I have quite a big extended family that I hardly ever see so I post many photos of my child on Facebook. 
I have all the privacy settings on and have gone through my friends list deleting people I don't know anymore. I have about 250 friends on Facebook and they're all family or I know them personally. My mother-in-law, on the other hand, has over 8,000 people on Facebook. She has zero privacy settings and approves anyone who asks to follow her. Right after Babe was born, she started stealing my photos off of my Facebook and posting them to her own, like she had taken them herself. She would post half-naked photos of my child. She probably stole 200 photos off of my Facebook page, and she prints these photos out and posts them around her house. Although that doesn't really seem like a problem, just a grandma loving her grandbaby, right? Wrong. I have younger family members with photos of my child on my Facebook. My family members, not hers. She has photos of my younger cousins holding babe around her house. She has photos of my mom holding babe around her house. She's tried to tag herself in my photos on Facebook so they show up on hers as well. I tried to talk to her, ask her not to take my photos off Facebook and I would send her photos to post as her own if she would just ask. She said sorry, that she wouldn't do it again, so I let it go. Two months ago, just before Babe's first birthday, she posted an online album of my daughter. 125 photos in this album, 120 of them from my Facebook. My mother, my grandma, my aunts and cousins, minors whose parents have let me know they do not want their photos on her page, are all in this book for over 8,000 people to see. Also in this book is my photos from having my child. Me, no pants, no clothes, looking very rough. I almost didn't make it. I had a hemorrhage. So those photos are very personal, yet she posts them for so many people to see. I don't post photos of my daughter without being clothed. I'm too nervous about the creeps of the internet. But my mother-in-law doesn't care. She had five naked photos of Babe in that book. So two months ago, the day the album was posted, I blocked her. My husband was on board and so was my sister-in-law, but now I have a few family members telling me that I'm the jerk because it's the only way she sees photos of Babe. If somebody does not respect your boundaries, you are not the jerk for cutting them off. I think that's end of story. Our next story is, am I the jerk for defending my ex's achievements because my girlfriend was putting her down? I dated Olivia for two years. The breakup was mutual and we stayed close friends. My girlfriend now, Josie, isn't a huge fan of me being friends with Olivia, but is working towards accepting it with her therapist. The big thing is both of them come from different backgrounds. Olivia's mom is a nurse practitioner and her dad's a lawyer, so financially her life has been good. She's the only child, so a lot of attention was placed on her. Josie grew up in poverty, and both of her parents OD'd when she was super young. Her brother was her main guardian, but a lot of her teen years was working so she could survive for herself. Josie admits she gets jealous when Olivia talks about her life, or when I start worrying about Olivia's mental health. Josie and her friends were discussing colleges. Olivia goes to one of the top 20 schools, while Josie goes to a community college. I was proud of Olivia for getting in. Well, Josie and her friends started talking about the kids who get in because their parents usually have a lot of money. I got the sense that Josie was talking about Olivia. She said she wasn't, but realistically students like Olivia have more opportunities and resources that will help get you admitted compared to kids like herself, who are either working or at school. I told her Olivia worked really hard to get into that school. Josie said she knows that. She's just saying it's easier to do extracurricular and volunteer hours when you don't have to worry about how you're going to afford groceries. 
I told her she was just jealous of Olivia again, and it's getting really sad at this point. The admission team clearly saw something in her that got her accepted beyond her social class, and maybe if Josie had balanced her time better, she could have made it in a school like that. Josie left in tears with her friends. Am I the jerk? I think so only because I kind of agree with Josie that if you're wealthier, you probably have far fewer concerns than somebody that does have to do whatever they can to make ends meet. And to be honest, mommy and daddy can kind of let you just focus on trying to excel in school. I don't think what Josie said was necessarily wrong. She wasn't even saying that that's the only reason she got in there. She just said it was a big contributing factor. And OP said, oh, well, you're just jealous. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.